Welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hey, Kevin, Property Soldier here. So this is a special day for me because I am currently recording my 100th episode of my service accommodation property podcast. And often, as I'm doing now, I put it out as a uh, live out on social media, different platforms as well. And so you might be watching this on multiple different platforms, which is pretty cool. And so what I'll do is I'll uh, come, go to Q&A. Any questions that you may have on this episode, I'll come to that at the end. So bear with me. If you have asked any questions, I will answer those. And for those of you that um, are watching this live or watching it on replay or catch up if you like, and for those uh, listening in on the podcast, I've got a special bonus for you because this is my 100th episode. And I thought the and so stay stay tuned till the end, and I will uh, I will share that special bonus with you. And I thought because it is the 100th episode that. I should actually share why there's never been a better time to get into serviced accommodation. And there's there's multiple reasons. So I'm going to be sharing seven different reasons with you uh, why, in my opinion, there's never been a better time to get into serviced accommodation. Now, the, the first one that I'm going to talk about is actually the fact that the staycation boom is back. And so... Those of us that are doing service combination right now, we are seeing some really, really sexy bookings coming in. So I like for a well-run service combination property on average to cash flow a thousand pounds per calendar month. But during summer months, you know, last year, this year, um, obviously we're just getting into the summer, so we're seeing the bookings coming in, and it's looking a bumpier again. Let's face it; it's more like two thousand uh, on average, and some people are even getting three three thousand pounds cash flow. That's profit from serviced accommodation properties. Now, for those of you, I don't want to create too much FOMO, um, but for those of you that are not currently doing service accommodation, um, you you haven't missed out. You you haven't missed the boat this summer. Why? Because. Let, let's face it, service combination can be really quick. You can turn a buy to let into service combination, can't you? Um, okay, if you've got tenants in, that might take a little bit of time um, to get them out. But if you are in between tenants or tenancies coming to, to an end or something like that, you could convert a buy to let into service combination. It just occurred to me that some, some people don't know what service combination is, so I'll quickly just explain that it's short-term rental of property so properties being listed on airbnb and uh, booking.com and people will stay with you as an alternative to a hotel so you literally don't have tenants you have guests and my my uh, catch raise is with service combination is more money less tax and no tenants so 
Uh, I'll talk about um, those things throughout the course of this live and podcast episode. And so, yeah, turning by to let into service accommodation is quick, but clearly rent to service accommodation is quick as well. You can literally go and rent a property from a letting agent or from a landlord and with permission, list it on the OTAs and have your own website and be um, cashing in on the staycation boom. So those of you that learn how, there's obviously certain things to say to letting agents, certain things to landlords. So I I run a service combination courses with uh, Progressive Property and, and that's exactly what I teach people how to do. And another reason why it's never been a better time to get into serviced accommodation is actually the fact that on my training courses, I teach people how to do rent to SA and, and effectively uh, purchase to SA as well, um, convert it by to let's. It's, all, it's everything that I've done myself. But I also teach how to set up a serviced accommodation management company. Now, the easiest way to understand this is that with, let's say, rent to SA, you're renting the property and you're paying the bills and it's your responsibility, if it's not already furnished, to to get it furnished and you can either buy that furniture or lease that furniture. But with service accommodation management, you become a little bit like a, a letting agent in that an owner of a property will bring the property to you and it's the owner's responsibility to carry on paying the bills. Now, so think of it a little bit like a, a somebody giving a property to a letting agent to manage as a HMO. The owner of the property still pays the bills, but is the letting agent that effectively runs the property for them. And so an SA management company is similar to that the owner still pays their own bills, their own gas and their own electric, etc. And it's the owner's responsibility to furnish the property. And then the SA management person will run it for the owner. So plug it into the OTA, plug it into their channel manager, um, into their own website, all of those things. And effectively, the SA manager takes out the OTA fees, takes out their own commission. So typically 20%, 20% of, of uh, turnover, the SA manager would charge. And then that is their income. And then the remainder gets passed on, uh, takes out cleaning and laundry uh, costs as well, any minor maintenance, and the remainder gets passed to the owner. So the beauty of that model is that there's literally no outlay for somebody doing service combination management. Now, I don't advocate people jumping straight into SA management before learning how to do SA. So I always say to people, do a bit of rent to SA or or buy select conversion purchase to SA first. And then once you've got all your systems up and running, you know how SA works in your town, then you can be offering SA management. And the incentive for owners of property to do this model is that they typically will get more money passed to them from the SA operator than they would get as buy-to-let and HMO. That is my experience. I've got buy-to-lets, I've got HMOs, and I some of them, I outsource the management of those, and I get more money from those properties than I would do as buy-to-let or HMO. So there's a massive incentive there. And then the other massive incentive is that if the owner of that property owns it in their own name, they also 
avoid Section 24 tax, where if they're using the properties buy to let or HMO, they can't offset their mortgage interest against that income. But if the property is being used as service accommodation with this particular model, then they can still offset their mortgage interest. So they can put that on a different page of the tax return, the furnished holiday let page of the tax return, where there's still a box for mortgage interest. And so that's a big incentive. So there's thousands of landlords negatively, significantly affected by Section 24, but they can avoid Section 24 by having the property run as service accommodation. And then there's capital allowances. So many of you will have seen my posts and, and listened to podcast episodes previously, where once a property is being used as service accommodation, in my experience, about 35% of that property's value can be claimed tax-free or earned tax-free. So £200,000 property, you'll be looking at roughly £70,000 worth of capital allowances. That means that that owner of the property can earn £70,000 tax-free. And so this is why once people have set up a service accommodation business, they typically move into service accommodation management because that is, that is an awesome win-win situation for people to be giving them properties where they are literally getting properties for nothing. I mean, how no money down do you want it? Do you know what? You can even charge, and, and typically you charge setup um, fees. So you can be charging £1,000, £2,000 for setting the property up on behalf of the landlord. So sourcing the furniture and getting all the equipment into the property as well. And what's in it for the owner? The capital allowances, the avoiding section 24, and more money from the property. So how cool is that? How no money down do you want your property investing? And yes, you might not cash flow as much uh, as say a rent to SA or your own property, but your outlay is zero. So instead of let's say cash flowing on average a thousand pounds, you might cash flow 500 pounds doing SA management and that's profit. Um, and so, but there's no initial outlay. You haven't got to pay the rent, the deposit, and you don't have to uh, get the property furnished and equipped. So that's why it's never been a better time to get into service accommodation as well, because you can scale to a pretty cool size business by creating these win-win situations for owners. And the other reason why, okay, so that I've, that's the that's three. I've covered a staycation boom, and and it's quick, and SA management number four is there's never been a better time to raise finance. Why has there never been a better time to raise finance? Well, let's face it. Interest rates, although they've crept up slightly, they are still extremely low. And people are, with money in the bank are getting a very low return on their money, let's say that. Um, but the, the thing that's making it an even bigger problem for people with money in the bank is inflation, because inflation is going nuts right now. What is it, 10%? And so it's probably even higher with hidden inflation. And so literally people with money in the bank, their money is plummeting in value in the bank. So if it's 10% and they've got £100,000 in the bank, in a year's time, that's worth 90. And so they've got a money problem and property represents a much better return on people's money. And when you, 
as either service combination operators or future service combination operators, when you represent a better rate of return for people than they're getting in the bank, that's when they will give you their money. And so one of the things that I will say to people when they ask me at parties and things like that, you know, what do you do? I'll say, well, I'm a property investor. I, I use other people's money secured in property, giving them a better rate of return than they're getting in the bank. And I haven't asked them for money, but ultimately I've seeded the fact that I can help them get a, a, a much better rate of return. And so that's created another win-win situation. So what might you want to raise money for? Well, you could raise money for just a rent to service accommodation deal. And let's say your outlay is £5,000, your rent, your deposit, and to get it all furnished and equipped. Well, if that property is then going to cash flow £1,000 per calendar month, do you think there's enough in there to give somebody, somebody a decent return on that £5,000? Absolutely. So you can be giving someone a really, someone a really good return on that five thousand pounds, and then the remainder is your cash flow. And guess what? Sometimes people might start off with a five thousand pounds or ten thousand pounds initial, but they're just testing you, and then they might be coming in with some serious money. And then when they're telling their friends and their family about you, you can be raising all of the money you need for your service accommodation business. And I don't know a better cash flow strategy than service accommodation. I've been investing in property over 31 years now, and I've done all the different strategies, and I focus on service accommodation. So ask yourself, why is that? And so, yeah, it says you create a win-win situation in property, and you have definitely cracked the code. The other thing that I'm going to touch on, and it's a bit of a controversial controversial subject I know is that house prices inevitably will fall from where they currently are, I think. And so what goes up must come down, right? And so do you think they are going to drop? If yes, guess what? That's actually going to create an opportunity because I've been investing in property a long time and I did quite a few lease options, lease purchase options, when the market last dropped, when there was a, lot, a dip previously. And so around 2010 time, I was doing quite a few lease options. Why? Because people were in neg negative equity because they bought at the height of the market, high, highly leveraged, you know, um, high loan-to-value mortgages, and then when they found themselves in a situation where they needed to sell, and, you know, people get themselves in, in financial difficulties or even something as simple as relocating to a different town or city, and they need to sell that house, but it's worth less than the mortgage. Now, that is coming back. I'm telling you now, that's coming back where house prices drop, people will need to sell, they can't because they're in negative equity. Now, a lease option is where you can take control of that property, take the keys, and babysit the existing mortgage. And a lease purchase option is where you've got the right to buy that property at an agreed price, but at a later date. So let's say you've got the right to buy the property for £150,000. The existing mortgage on the property is £140,000, but the current value is £130,000. Well, guess what? In five years' time, that property could be worth £200,000 and you can be exercising your right to buy it at 
50. So there's never been a better time to be getting into property and service combination because I, I've got properties that I still don't own yet, but I've got the right to buy them at an agreed price. And I'm cash flowing after paying the mortgage, etc. I'm cash flowing well in excess of a thousand pounds per calendar month. And so that opportunity is coming back round as well. Vendor finance. Vendor finance is an awesome uh, way to acquire property. That's when the seller of a property finances your purchase of their property. Now, why is that coming back round? Well, there's lots of people that are looking to sell investment properties. Now, I'm just going to give you a specific example where vendor finance can be used. When people are selling an investment property, especially when it's an older person selling an investment property, normally, in my experience, what is going to happen is that money is going to end up in the bank. And as I alluded to just now, then they've got a problem because they're selling an investment property that was previously giving them an income. And why are they selling? It could be Section 24. It could be the um, energy prices going up. They might be selling a HMO. I mean, we know that owners of property are paying the bills for HMOs. And if those prices are going north, then that's an issue. And um, also, they might have tenant problems. So they, they, they're getting on. They've been putting up with tenants for a while. Uh, they might even have a letting agent that they, they're not getting on with. And they decide, you know what, I'm just going to sell. So vendor finance is a cool one because one of the things that I will say to somebody is when I buy your property, what are you going to do with the money? And if the answer, and trust me, just don't worry about them. Most people, believe it or not, will tell you. Okay, And if they don't, there's no harm done, right? So what are you going to do with the money? And when the answer is it's going in the bank, that's when I will propose vendor finance because what I can do is I can buy their property and you can raise, you can borrow the deposit and buy it with a mortgage. When I buy their property, all of the money, especially if it's unencumbered, so all of the money goes into their bank account and then they can lend you a chunk of that money back and you can be giving them a good rate of return on that money and you can be paying the interest on that money out of the cash flow from the property. And so if you're using the property as service accommodation, that's going to be generating a lot of cash flow and that's going to give the owners a good return on their money. So instead of it sat in the bank plummeting, it's secured in property. And there's certain ways that you can add value to property. So you could even add value, add a bedroom, add a parking space, etc., refinance and give them a big chunk, if not all of their money back once you do that on a buy, refurbish, refinance deal, or if they want, they can obviously leave money in the deal. So this is where the seller of a property is financing your purchase of their property. So that's definitely coming back round. Um, well, it's always been around, but there's more and more levers that are going to make that such a compelling strategy right now. And HMO, my final one, number seven, HMO conversion into serviced accommodation. I've just done one where I've turned a HMO of mine into SA. I was getting fed up with the energy, the costs of the utilities already, never mind the fact that they're going up. The thing to remember about serviced accommodation is that a well-run serviced accommodation property is only actually occupied about 75% of the year. And so that's pretty cool. 75% of the year, the bills 
are being paid. Let me just touch on my Remarkable because I was doing a screen share on my Remarkable. But anyway, it seems to have given up the ghost, so it doesn't matter. Um, and so that's pretty cool, isn't it? And that's 25% of the year, no one's using the bills. And what I find with service combination as well is that people tend to be out during the day. They could be, you know, obviously contractors and workers, and they're not using anything like as much energy as HMO tenants tend to use. And I don't know what it is about HMO tenants, but they quite often just have all the heating on and the windows open. I even went into a HMO once. It's actually the one that I've just turned into an SA um, because I, I was checking to see why the energy bills were quite high recently. And they plugged in a sunbed that they were all using um, in the lounge. So that was interesting. <laughs> so, um, so I don't I don't get these problems with my SA properties. And let's face it, that then you turn a, a HMO where you could do a rent to a rent to service combination with a HMO, couldn't you? You could you could get a, a HMO off a landlord and do service combination with it. And guess what? If the landlord owns the property in their own name, they're now going to be able to avoid Section Twenty Four tax. Um, in my experience, in my you know turning my HMO into service combination, I get more money. So they will get more money. They're going to pay less energy bills, and they're going to get to claim capital allowances all of a sudden, which they couldn't claim when they were using it as a HMO. So again, that is a win-win situation. <laughs> the, the energy prices going up is going to create more of a win-win situation for the owner and for you as the SA operator. So those were seven reasons why it's a brilliant time to be getting into serviced accommodation. So I did promise you a bonus now the bonus is that because it's my 100th episode i'm going to be doing a service combination discovery day and i'm going to be giving access to people to join me on that service combination discovery day there's it's it's no need for people that have already done my two-day and my three-day training to come on that service combination discovery day now, the discovery day itself is going to be from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. And it, the next one I've got is on the 6th of June. Now, I can't have too many people on it because we do it via Zoom and we unmute and I talk to each person. So I'm not having hundreds of people on it. I'm restricting the numbers, but it will be first come, first serve until it's full. And um, like I say, is on the 6th of June. What I'm going to do for those people that join me on that discovery day is give you a 21-page document with lots of tips and tricks on serviced accommodation, how to make lots of money from Booking.com and Airbnb, and also tax-saving information, the best types of property to use as service accommodation, and lots, lots more. And I'm also going to share with you my Google my business cheat sheet, how you can be listing your service combination properties on Google and be getting commission-free bookings and rank at the top of Google. You don't have to even pay the fees that you would pay via booking.com and Airbnb. So the way to get your ticket is that you just need to type into the comments wherever you happen to be watching this, either live or on replay, just type in ticket, please. And what one of either me or one of my team will do is send you a link and that link you just need to click on the link and register for the event and then ultimately 
somebody will be in touch and send you all of the joining information that you need. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then all you need to do is send an email to dawn at propertysoldier.co.uk and write um, discovery day ticket and she will reply with the link that you need in order to book yourself onto that discovery day. So if you're listening on the podcast, just email dawn at propertysoldier.co.uk and, and write the um, discovery day ticket in the email and she will reply. She's my uh, PA. She'll reply with your link that you need. Also, hopefully in the description to the podcast, there will, will be the link that you need in order to, to click on it. So either or um, if you're listening on the podcast. So again, if you've been tuning in live or you're listening to this on replay, just type in ticket, please. For those people that haven't attended my two or three day training at Progressive Property, because that the discovery day is there for, for you. All right, so let me just go to comments then. I'm going to have to jump off this very, very shortly. Okay, I'm getting people saying, ticket, please, ticket, please, ticket, please. Uh, Liam, I appreciate that. Okay, fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this uh, episode up right now. As I always finish, here's to your success in service accommodation. And for me, the property soldier, remember... Your future needs you. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you all soon. Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.